Kia ora and welcome to the Road Unknown 5-Minute Recap for Episode 3, where I try and recap all of Episode 3 in 5 minutes, or something terrible happens. I don't know. <laughs> maybe now, maybe later. Who knows? Anyway, I've got a timer here for 5 minutes, and timer, go. The episode began with the party hurtling down the streets, chasing after Lethra Sten. They were beset by assassins firing crossbolts. Two on the rooftops, two in the streets. The two on the rooftops rolled really poorly and ended up sliding off the roofs. One caught himself, but was eventually blasted off by Law's gust of wind. The other one stayed on for a little bit, but was harassed by a fey chameleon, a javelin, and a snowy owl, and eventually lost his footing and toppled to the ground as well. The two on the ground managed to fire some crossbow bolts at Lethra. One of them hit and caused her a great deal of damage. Balthazar managed to heal the damage just as a white-robed figure arrived, who they uh, later would discover was a man named Arad. The Law cast a chaos bolt and had, her f had a wild magic surge which blinded her for a turn. Gigi stole a, an entire quiver's worth of bolts out of an assassin's um, uh, belt. He also tried to use twine to tie up a pair of boots and failed. Eventually they um, destroyed all of the assassins, and the white-robed figure, Arad, threw his short sword, impaling the last one, who the party were trying to keep alive, but Arad had other ideas. They found themselves heading towards 13 Stockman's Way, and as they arrived inside, Arad opened a trapdoor which led to an underground room, much larger, much, much more well-lit, uh, and set out to, to allow ease of living. They looked after Lethra, Balthazar immune, the, um, uh, neutralized the poison, and uh, helped heal her. Arad revealed that uh, more about Lethra and Nix's history, that they used to be pirates, and that he and his companions were part of an underground railroad, emancipating slaves, helping people find new identities and new roles within the city and elsewhere to remain safe. The party rested, fell asleep, and leveled up, and had 15 minutes to come up with all of their level up uh, feats and uh, ability scores and changes. And when we came back, they awoke to a to the smell of a, in a delicious breakfast. And as they arrived upstairs, they saw Arad, Lethra, and Captain Nix. They were also greeted by Arad's owl companion, Tiel, who took quite a liking to Shasta. And as they ate breakfast, Nix revealed that she had gone to Norville's office and found documents that stated that all of the days that she could not remember uh, leaving or entering the port were all paid for by the same man, a man named Irvine Mullock, who may be possibly working for Jehudi Darquist, the man who... Uh, uh, paid for the assassination contracts for Lethra and her friends. Nix and Lethra left and said they would go and find more information. Arad took the party below the streets, through the tunnel network that he, had, he and his companions had once used to emancipate slaves, now making their way towards uh, a tunnel that led directly beneath Jehudi Darquist's office. They arrived at a terminus with an iron grate, and in a moment of distraction they were beset by two grey oozers, that attacked them for uh, a little bit, and, but the party fought very bravely and dispatched them relatively quickly. And as they continued on, they managed to dodge out of the way of a huge swarm of rats charging down the hallway uh, towards them and past them, and found themselves in a room full of cages and manacles and iron slabs and five figures, two kobolds, two hobgoblins, and a dragonborn, using minor illusion and thaumaturgy and, um, and Gigi tripping a, a tripwire, they managed to cause enough of a distraction to get around them and, and sneak into a lit office 
an underground lit office. In the office, they found bookshelves and desks and ladders and a bed. And upon that bed was a body draped in a bedsheet. The bedsheet itself was bloodied. And as Shasta and Balthazar pulled back the sheet to see who it was, Shasta saw a blonde-haired, injured, half-elven man. Balthazar saw his younger brother, Damien Hines, looking injured. Also noting that Damien Hines' left arm was missing. Uh, and as the party stood there in that lit office after seeing a room full of cages and manacles and now finding Balthazar's younger brother covered in blood and lying unconscious and injured on a table, uh, on a bed, sorry, that was where we ended our episode. And, whew, mate, that was, that was good. But that was good. I came in under time, though, so I got it. Yes! So hopefully... Nothing too bad happens. I mean, who really knows, right? We can't tell the future. Anyway, that was the five-minute recap. Uh, thank you again for joining us. We'll see you all on Sunday. Ka kite.